Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the Cats. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. And together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking to Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show, we are going to be talking UK football. We got some comments from Benny Snell. We're also going to break down UK football's defense and. Then we also need to discuss the horrifying social media trend that John Calipari might have ended. But first, let's talk about that UK football defense, Kyle. Um, on the last edition of the show, we discussed some some of the offensive side of the ball, and thanks to Mets Camfield uh, for tweeting in about Bryce Oliver when we were talking about wide receiver. He was another one that we failed to mention, um, another great candidate um, for a potential guy that's going to step up into the secondary role behind Lynn Bowden from the wide receiver core. Uh, but on the defensive side, Kyle, do you want to? which easy topic do you want to start with, replacing Josh Allen or replacing the entire secondary, basically? Uh, I mean, you know, I, I guess I would start with Josh Allen because um, – in terms of one individual, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if there's been a more irreplaceable guy uh, Kentucky's ever had. So, um, you know, I don't. I don't know what you do with that, um, other than uh, pray that you know two or three guys can take up the slack. But um, I feel like it's going to be a pretty impossible thing for them to replace. Um, and I think you've got to you got to sort of look at that too when you say, you know, how good was the secondary last year? Very good, and multiple guys got drafted or signed contracts, but a lot of what they were able to do was predicated on what he was able to do um, because there were a lot of hurried throws coming out, um, you know, and other guys were able to get to the quarterback because – um, it was taking two people to try to block Josh Allen. Um, you know, all the penalties that he drew. I just, I think they have some really talented guys still in the pipeline, but you know, greatest ever. I don't, you know, <laughs> he was definitely that. I, I don't, at Kentucky, I don't know, I don't know how you, I don't know that anybody replaces him. Yeah, I mean, um, UK football put out their their poster release the other day, and on there, the the t- kind of two defensive guys from the like a pass rushing or line standpoint were Boogie Watson and um, Josh Pascal. I, I do, I mean, Pascal's story is something that I think that they should obviously promote because, for various reasons, the the, the skin cancer side of it just a way, help and awareness is awesome. And you know, we discussed all his his kind of tour that I think was it the Today Show or one of those national media things where he got to go on this summer. Um, So I understand why you promote him. I think from a production standpoint, like you're saying, Kyle, you kind of lean on Boogie Watson, but he's not going to be able to fill that full hole. I think they're going to have to kind of do it as a team effort, which is almost a cop out to a certain extent, but I feel like the line's going to be pretty good. And so to your kind of thing about, you know, Josh Allen was taking up two blockers. Well, maybe this season it comes from the inside in uh, Quentin Bohanna where he's taking up two or three guys just being a big dude in the middle, and then they can kind of 
get pressure around him, if that makes sense. Maybe that's how they formulate um, getting to the quarterback. Yeah, I think that's probably uh, exactly what has to happen. And and I, and I will certainly have an eye on Josh Pascal. He's a guy who, uh, before the skin cancer, before he was pretty much derailed last season, you know, I remember the first practice. You know, I don't know, or if not first practice, first week of practice, first time it was open to the media, seeing a freshman Josh Pascal on the practice field. And it was like, okay, they're getting a different kind of guy now because this is a guy who just walked in looking like an SEC pass rusher. And, he, you know, he got them really excited as a freshman. And I think was, you know, he was their top, maybe their top rated recruit that year, four star kid. Um, a lot of big time programs wanted him. There, you know, I think he's got a chance to be a really, really good player if he's totally healthy, if he's not having any residual issues with that foot or doesn't have any reoccurrence. Um, I mean, he's the kind of guy they recruited to be the next, you know, star for them. So um, that 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 he's the one to me, and and Boogie Watson. But I I really am curious about Josh Pascal. Uh, if this is the year that sort of all that potential and everything they hoped he was going to be comes out. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that the, there's a chance that that happens, but I don't know if it'll happen from the jump because I think people do realize to a certain extent he still has a ton of conditioning to make up. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that he, he did his best to stay in shape when he had uh, the issue on the bottom of his foot, but from a pure just injury standpoint, he had a major like surgery on the bottom of his foot. So that prevented him to, from doing some running. And I think Mark Stoops said at some point over the spring that Pascal wasn't able to do everything that he wanted to do from like a weightlifting standpoint and some other various things um, because he had to let his foot heal. So there might be just a little bit more time and maybe by the end of the season, he can kind of fully realize what he, what we all saw initially um, in burst during his freshman season. All right. Now, Kyle, I guess the secondary is something <laughs> Do you have any idea how they're going to fill all those holes? Yeah, I, it, it's a big hole. The um, In the state of the program that we talked about when we broke down the offense that I wrote for The Athletic, it's a pretty extensive uh, you know, roster look and big picture look at the program. Uh, I took the time to try to quantify exactly what they're losing, and it's – it's pretty crazy. I mean, they're losing from just the secondary five multi-year starters. And I'll go through them. Mike Edwards started 44 games. Derek Beatty started 41 games. Chris Westry started 34 games. Darius West, 24 games. Lonnie Johnson, 18 games. Johnson was a second-round pick. Edwards was a third-rounder. And all three of the other guys signed NFL free agent deals. And then the last bit of knowledge for you, those five secondary guys that they lost combined for 853 career tackles, 80 pass breakups, and 24 interceptions. And if you add up all the interceptions last season by defensive backs that are still on the roster this season, the total is one interception. So... I mean, I, I don't think you can understate <laughs> how big of a rebuild 
job this is for Mark Stoops now, who, by the way, is that's his specialty. He's, you know, one of the premier defensive back coaches in the country. Um, there was a thing on Twitter today. The, the Athletic is doing a celebrating 150 years of college football by going decade by decade and kind of breaking down the history of the game a decade at a time. And, and 95 Nebraska was on there, which brings up the greatest team of all time question. 95 Nebraska, probably or 2001 Miami. And one of the reasons it's 2001 Miami is they had the greatest secondary of all time. I don't think that's debatable. It was, you know, I think eight or nine guys that ended up being pros. And those guys were coached by Mark Stoops. He was the secondary coach. So I'm sure, one, he's recruited, and two, he's prepared to, you know, squeeze every bit of talent that he can out of whatever he has in the secondary. But there's just no getting around the enormous, enormous uh, losses that they took there. So you mentioned Devontae Robinson. He's He's got to be a guy who is a star. That That is, you know, point one. He has to be a star. He's a guy who they've worked into this. He was a, a sought-after recruit. He's a local guy going into his junior year. They need him to be a star. And then it's can one or both of the junior college transfers, Brandon Eccles, uh, Quandre Mosley, be ready to play? And can the prized recruit, the four-star freshman kid, Moses Douglas, uh, whose dad played at UK, whose dad played more than a decade in the NFL, can he be ready to play right away? Because if, if the answer to more than one of those questions is no, <laughs> then they are hosed. Mm-hmm. Well, that was, I mean, that was the name I was going to bring up. And uh, Douglas, I think if you're tracking, I don't know, next Mike Edwards, something along those lines, next guy who we'll be talking about in four, maybe three <laughs> maybe three years about how are they going to replace this guy? I think he's the one that I have my eyes on the most, uh, partially because I don't, I don't remember if you were at this press conference or not, but when they were introducing all the new signees, someone asked him um, about uh, Douglas and the size and how potentially, you know, he could play linebacker. He's that big. And Mark Stoops eyes like had this, just like this glint in him where he was just like, Oh yes, he could, but you know, he's going to be a safety and it's going to be amazing. And I, and, he, and I've talked to him. He, he's an early enrollee. So I got to talk to him in spring and he just seems like he kind of gets it. I mean, you mentioned his dad's a legacy. He kind of understands all the importance of UK football and what it all means. I, I, I'm kind of keeping an eye on him, and I, you, you hate to put expectations on a freshman to contribute, but as we just laid out, somebody's got to play. I think it could be him. Um, we're going to get to our next segment. We didn't get a, a ton on the linebackers, but I'll tell you what. If you stay tuned to the next couple episodes, I'm, you're guessing you're going to hear from some of those linebackers inside, uh, specifically Cash Daniel, because I'm, I'm currently in West Knoxville, Tennessee, and I'm heading down to SEC Media Days, and we'll be talking to Cash Daniel and a bunch of the other football guys. So stay tuned for that, and we'll have more uh, from them. Coming up next, we're going to talk about John Calipari looking old. But before that, let me tell you guys about Twillery. If you go to twillery.com slash locked on, that's T-W-I-L-L-O-R-Y dot com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and use the promo code locked on, you get $25 off your order. 
They offer great value at Twillery. If their shop and bundles model gives guys access to shirts that their competitors are selling for $100 or more. And they offer them for just $55 per shirt when you bundle four or more. Plus, they got free shipping and returns and free brush nickeled collared stays with each shirt. That is a ton of value in a great shirt. So check out Twillery.com slash locked on. And use the promo code locked on L O C K E D O N for $25 off your order. You are locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Kyle, I didn't mean to scare you today when I texted you that age filter on John Calipari, but I, I think I startled you when I got your text reaction. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty dramatic. And, uh, that app is crazy. I, I ended up finally uploading one of my pictures, and it's like, one, it's crazy how uh, high quality it is, like what a good job it does, and also kind of how, how uncanny it is. Uh, I looked just like my grandfather. Like I sent uh, I sent my grandfather uh, that picture, and he was really, really amused by it and confused by it. But, uh, but yeah, it's pretty wild, and... Uh, and seeing, uh, <laughs> I'm seeing Gary Parish's now, and it's this is pretty disturbing. It looks like a raisin. Um, <laughs> well, he's short like a raisin. Uh, yes, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like scrolling through these all these different people's uh, aged uh, photos, and it is it is bizarre. And also to kill everybody's fun and kill my own, I just read a. Um, story that was basically like, oh, by the way, this is all fun and everybody gets excited, but this app has come and, come and gone a couple different times. And uh, if you agree to it, you are agreeing for them to use all your photos because you grant photo access and your name and your likeness for anything, including advertisement. And I was like, oh, okay. And they might might be selling your information and your photos to other people. Yep. China so. now has all your guys' facial recognition, so... Sorry. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know that for a fact, but I would just venture to guess that that would be the highest bidder for all that I stuff. Just, uh, I just hope my nudes don't end up uh, going you know, going for a high dollar and end up ending up on a blog somewhere. Well, we all know that they won't age well. Um, <laughs> they haven't. They have not <laughs> aged well. Um, but yeah, like I just retweeted the, this Calipari picture on the, the show account at Locked on UK, and it is just, some people kind of compared it to Bob Barker, but I, it is just, it's cr- so creepy, like creepy in a good way. I, I don't I don't know exactly how to describe it. You're just going to have to check it out yourself. Um, actually, we had a, a listener, Daryl, he did his own with uh, the, the the famous one from John Calipari in his initial press conference and then did the age up. And I don't know how old you're supposed to be in the new one, but if you kind of, it kind of looks like he's about midway and he's going to reach this, this next one. So I'll retweet that one from the show account as well. Uh, Kyle Daryl also posed us a question. We talked on the last podcast about the picture, which included Nick Richards and his, visible bob marley tattoo daryl wants to know two things one what is your favorite bob marley song and two if you had to get an a tattoo of an artist on your body who would it be 
I mean, I guess probably everybody would go with Three Little Birds, right? Um, that's the Don't Worry song. Um, if not that one, probably Redemption song. Um, I mean, gosh, Bob Marley's awesome. So, um, love the tattoo on Nick Richards. Um, the artist I would get tattooed on my body. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> You're so weird. How is that? E- is that even an artist? I guess technically. I mean, he's he's a an entertainer. He's not a singer. Uh, I don't one. know. Willie Nelson would be a good one. He well, as you age, the wrinkles would just you know make it look more real, more authentic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be bad. Um, yeah, probably somebody like that. Um, um, I'll just copy your Bob Marley songs. I don't, I guess I'm, I'm bad at like song titles of songs because <laughs> I don't always know them. Obviously I know when a Bob Marley song singing and well, I actually had to look that up because you know, you, everybody don't worry, you know, everything, every little thing's going to be all right. Like that's, that's the song. That's like what you yeah. think of when you think of that song. I don't, I, I would guess that most most people that aren't like crazy Bob Marley heads wouldn't say, Oh, that's called three little birds. Uh, but it is. So, well, we've learned something tonight. That's what we try to do on this program. Um, also I was watching, rewatching the office and there's a scene where that the new receptionist, Aaron, she, she quotes the Bob Marley song. Was it woman? No cry or no, no cry woman. I forget the exactly how it do it, but she was going through a breakup and she was just like, just like Bob Marley says, woman, no cry. Yes. That's the song I believe. <laughs> and obviously that isn't what that was meaning at all. But anyway, if I had to get someone tattooed on me, how do you know? I don't already have somebody tattooed on me. One and two, um, I'd Curtis probably- has my initials on his pelvis. Shh. I'm not supposed to tell. <laughs> I would probably. I have just a collection of all of these shows that uh, I produce or host. So actually, I have a full body tat. It's just uh, it, it's not um, below my sleeve line. Um, I just have. I'm like a NASCAR. I just have tons of logos all over myself. <laughs> I think I might go Bill Monroe. Okay. Bluegrass. Yeah, means a lot to my family. So that was probably that would be that would be my choice. I like that. Yeah, I think that's that. Think that's. I mean, he's not my. It's kind of like nerdy in the weed stuff. He's not my favorite artist, but you know, he's the father of it, and so he would represent, you know, more than just his music by itself. I like it. I like the heart, the sentimental choice. By the way, just going back to check out. The I had already seen it, but just going back to the um, John Calipari aged photo, he I was trying to figure out like he kind of looks like somebody to me in that picture, but I think it's just he the aged John Calipari with the white hair and deep wrinkles looks like everyone's grandfather. Yeah, he's I, like a I, generic stock photo of a grandfather. He kind of is. <laughs> he, he, you know when he, I'm just looking at the picture and you know that his pockets are full of hard candies Worthers yup 
He's got some Werther's originals in his pocket. <laughs> All right. Um, coming up next, we are going to hear from Benny Snow, who is back in Lexington to do a football camp. You are locked on Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Benny Snow was at Lexington Catholic talking and teaching some of the youth of Central Kentucky about football. And the first question he was asked was about why he wanted to do this and what he wanted to accomplish. I'm trying to accomplish every every single player getting better than they were yesterday. That's the that's the goal. Um, along with that, having fun doing it. So, why is that important? To you? Um, it's important because you know I wish I wish that I had this when I was little. You know I wish that I had, you know someone, you know that uh, I grew up looking to. Um, you know, and where I'm from or, you know, wherever they went to college, you know, I, I get to look up somebody and, you know, get to meet them and get a, a word of advice, you know, and get to get some work in with them. You know, that would have helped me um, come a long way when I was little. So, you might have made some of yourself. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just glad that I, um, I get an opportunity like this, you know, to, to give back and, you know, and get to show the ropes, you know, get to give them tips early mm-hmm. in, their, in, their, in, their, in the stage of their life. So it's a good thing. Does it kind of bring back memories for you knowing that, one time you were one of these little kids? Yeah, it does bring back memories. Um, those was the good old days, you know, when you didn't have to worry about anything. And you was just living life. But, um, yeah, man, I just I just want to have an impact. And, you know, I'm glad that they're able to look up to me. You know what I'm saying? Because I get to show, like, a solid example on how things should be. You know, how, how giving back is supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? But... Yeah, it's all fun. You haven't been gone for too long, but back in Lex, how's that feel, man? Oh, man. When I first got here, it lightweight felt weird. Like, it was like, like, man, <laughs> is this Lex? Like, <laughs> but nah, it was, it, it's all cool. Everything looks the same, and, you know, it's still my, my second home, you know. Camp's just around the corner. What's summer been like for you? Um, it's just uh, really consists of training twice a day. Um, get my body right you know i've been um i've been back home working with rosie nix my fullback um and we've been getting after that getting after it every day um i was looking looking forward to these camps these these are my these are my breaks my time off so you know get a little break here and there but it's all good did, did the uh, ota and mini camp did they give you kind of a taste of what training camp's going to be like you think um I've, I've already went through training camp um so i kind of know what it consists of but camp camp is when i start yeah, I know. You know did, did that give you a taste of what camp is going to be like? I mean, yeah, with no pads. <laughs> <laughs> it's pad time now. It's money time, so that's what I'm on. What's I know you wanted to go higher, but <clears throat> obviously going to the Steelers, it seems like a perfect fit. Hey, I, I, I didn't need to be higher. I didn't need to be no, no, no lower. I'm, I'm happy where I'm at and where I went. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has the dreams and aspirations of, you know, you want to be high and, you know, I feel like my skill could talk here and there, but, you know, I'm, I'm happy I'm with the Steelers. Perfect fit for Benny Snell, and the organization is a great organization. Coaches, players, it's a strong brotherhood. Um, they strive to get better every day, and that's where I want to be. I'm happy I'm there. What's the biggest thing you have had to work on since you've left UK and the Steelers said, we need you to do more of this or less of this? What is that? Um, really, there's really no difference. It's really just taking it back to me feeling like a freshman again. I gotta fill in my role on special teams. I gotta, I gotta earn the respect of um, some vets, the older guys, um, and that's what I've been doing. You know, they they notice me, and um, they they help me out here and there when 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 I do some things wrong. But you know, it's all good and it's all good. So, 
It's ready. It's go time. First day you walked into that facility, you're a pro. Mm-hmm. What did that feel like? It really did. It, I didn't even think about it like that. That's the that's the crazy thing. Like I just walked in, like, like man, like this is this is what my life is going to consist of. Like this is my job, you know. And, and I was happy. Like like wow, this is this is what my dream really looked like. Like all the times thinking of it when I was little. But um, yeah, man, going in and the meetings, seeing Juju, seeing Big Ben, um, seeing Shazier, seeing guys that I've been watching when I was little. It's like wow, like it's 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 breathtaking. You're like wow, but um. I'm the type of guy that I just want to show what I can do. You know what I'm saying? So I can get their respect and they can be like, oh, yeah, we trust we trust little bro. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm at right now. How far back does your Steelers history knowledge go? For us, it was like Franco Harris and Mean Joe Green. How far back for you, though? Oh, man. Uh, how far back? You could probably cut me off probably about Hines Ward, uh, Jerome Bettis. <laughs> that's 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 that prime years, and you know it, it, that's 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 all for me. What do you think of your Madden rating? Oh man, for real, I feel like my Madden rating was cool. Like I was happy with it. Like with my speed, my stiff arm. The overall was a 69, but I was more looking of like my speed, stiff arm, and all that. And I don't even play Madden for real. Like I, I'm a Call of Duty player. I play shooting games. So like, <laughs> really, I was like, I'm in the game. I don't even play the game. You feel me? But it's cool. This may shock you, but they're not high on UK again this year in the SEC. Oh, I already knew it, and I'm glad you said that because I was just talking to Terry, Lynn, all them guys yesterday about it's all happening again. It's all happening again, and that's okay. It's supposed to be like that. You know what I'm saying? So don't try to overthink it. Don't think too less of it. Think that this is how it's supposed to happen. And now it's time for y'all to do it, do it all again. Y'all seen the ropes. Just let's do it again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that last part right there um, is probably going to fire up a lot of you football fans because it seems like they're ready to go again and they're ready to play the disrespect card to a certain extent. It seems like Benny Snow is getting those other dudes jacked up. So... As I mentioned earlier, stay tuned to my Twitter feed, at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. I'm going to have a bunch of coverage from SEC Media Day. UK football is on Thursday. I'll be there with Mark Stoops and all the guys uh, that are down there from UK. Be sure to be following along with the show at Locked On UK on both Instagram and Twitter. Follow Kyle at Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H and read his work on The Athletic. Please subscribe. And then share this podcast with somebody else who would enjoy. That's the best thing you can do if you enjoy what we're doing here. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Locked on Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. All right, man. We're good. All right, dude. Get some sleep. All right, we'll see you. See you, bud.